107, and it's Holy Week. Great episode, Holy Week. Got a lot going on this week. All sorts of services. All kinds of services. Do you have enough material? I hope so. <laughs> Listen, I will have enough material for the for eternity. Are you kidding? We're going to talk about what Jesus did for us. It's absolutely incredible. And welcome back. I missed you last week. I know. We had some, you know, we, we had a concert to attend, and then we went to record it on Thursday, and then I Some was, technical difficulties. Yeah. That's all we got to say. Mr. So, Dumb Dumb Brains no, myself no, forgot no, something. No, 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 <laughs> no. We're just going to say technical difficulties, but... Hey, it's good to have a Holy Week episode. It really is. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, how, know, how has it been around the office for Holy Week? It's been good. I mean, there, it's uh, it's typical, you know, obviously Christmas and Easter for mm-hmm. every church. That's the high watermark in many mm-hmm. ways. I mean, that's a lot. Sadly, for a lot of people, that's the two times they're going to attend church. And so I know the, the back office, so to speak, is always frantic. It's mm-hmm. always... You want your best foot forward. You want your material to be clear. You want, you know, your stuff to look good. You want to make sure that that you can, I want to say you can shine, but that's not really it, that Jesus and the gospel will shine. And Mm -hmm. it does, to be honest with you, Brooks, you want to make sure that, hey, that we don't miss the message here. I mean, you know, there's a lot to get prepared for. What's our bulletin look like? You know, what do we tweak differently? Uh, And you think of things like, how do we park everybody? You know, mm-hmm. we had a pretty good crowd again on Sunday and we realized um, we have plenty of room in the sanctuary for more people, but we had two parking spots, uh, paved parking spots. So mm-hmm. how are we going to do that and navigate things like uh, Easter egg hunt afterwards? But yep. so it's been good in the office. It's exciting. But the the real thing that you got to focus on and concentrate on is, again, like especially Christmas, think of Christmas time. Think of all the things that crowd away the manger, all the things that get in the way of the reality of God incarnate, you know, God putting on flesh. I mean, wow, what an incredible celebration. And Easter, that God would become our sin. I mean, unbelievable, the uh, the eternal one on the cross. Uh, um, you don't want to miss that um, with all the hype, but mm-hmm. it's... It's exciting stuff. It's very exciting. People should carpool, drive their mopeds or motorcycles to church. On <laughs> there you save, go. Save some parking I love spots. the carpool idea. <laughs> I know the Jakes is like sometimes most, even from our house right here, there's three of us that leave from here and usually mm-hmm. there's three cars there. It's oh, like, yeah. oh man, that's not good. Um, but anyway, but Brooks, you know, you think about this week um, and I love the thought of how this week is interpreted in the gospel of John. I mean, the gospel of John is different than Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Those three Gospels are what's called, I think we've talked about it here, the synoptic Gospels. They're they're very similar in the way they tell the story of Christ's uh, life here on earth. But John's Gospel is unique. It starts off more like Genesis in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it gets to chapter 12, and it's going to turn the corner, and the rest of the entire uh, book is going to be about the last week of his life. And Mm -hmm. talk about slowing it down. Talk about... And again, the Gospel of John gives us more of what's called the upper room discourse, uh, which is Jesus, you know, in that upper room, not only washing his disciples' feet, but really telling them so much. There's there's in that discourse is something called the high priestly prayer in John 17. And it's so intriguing to see, okay, this is Jesus's last teaching moment with his disciples before the cross. What's important to him? What is he going to stress? And, you know, he it's, it's interesting what he says, a new commandment that I give you. I mean, so he's going to start with like, a, a, here, here's something new. And it's kind of, you want to chuckle, think, okay, what's the new commandment going to be? 
love one another as I've loved you. Mm-hmm. You know, and you think, wow, is that new? I mean, it sounds like that runs throughout scripture. It does. But the way I love you, you know, the sacrificial lay down your life, kind of love one another. And then even in that high priestly prayer, he's going to just talk about the importance of just being one, you know, and, and uh, he talks a lot about, hey, I'm going to leave and the Holy Spirit's going to come and um, you know, he's he's going to remind them that he's the way, the truth, the life. So, so much in that last week that John just slows down and unpacks that impact Holy Week. And, you know, each tradition is, is a bit different, you know, what they celebrate. At King's Chapel, we don't have the facility for Good Friday service. And so we do a Maundy Thursday, which really is kind of that new commandment idea. It's the upper room. Um usually celebrates with communion and thinking about kind of the the uh, darkness of uh, that night and what was going to happen and Jesus being betrayed, but then getting excited for turning the corner in Easter. Absolutely. I know Maundy Thursday services have always been part of uh, my church going history, uh, and I always look forward to it. Holy Week is an absolute uh, fun time. For yeah, sure. yeah. Interesting. I remember, Brooks, when you were a student, I remember... There'd be often be baseball games, you know, and trying to oh, get yeah. trying to get you guys back in time for, <laughs> we'd for come, the service. We'd come into church all sweaty. Yeah, that's right. That's all right. Listen, the whole thing is you got to come, which is awesome. Absolutely. I'm trying to find the vo- uh, the verses. I was fumbling around here, but we were talking about it in our KC group last night, and it was John 13:1. I won't try and pull it up right now, but I know how it ended. It said, "It love Jesus loved them to the end." To the very and what end. I, yeah. And what I thought about last night, it's like. He was the one doing the loving when he they knew he was being crucified. He was going to be the one hung on the cross. He was loving them. Like he he was the one that should have been loved on at that point. Like you're about to be killed, but he was kind of weeping for them and loving them all the way to the end. And it's beautiful and it's 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 so consistent. Great point Brooks of how he did it is he just never took his eyes off of his father's glory and his goal to love the lost sheep and mm-hmm. They didn't turn inward. I mean, I guess you can say at the Garden of Gethsemane, he pleads with the Father to take this cup from me. But mm-hmm. but think about the ones he's loving. I mean, right before um, they're arguing over who's greatest, um, you know, there's a there's a discussion up there of who's going to betray. Mm-hmm. Betrayal's in the air. You have Peter. <laughs> you got to love this. Peter is going to say, hey, if the rest of these knuckleheads betray you, I'm with you. I'm your boy. I'm mm-hmm. I'm. I'm at your side. If I got to lay my life down with you, Jesus, so be it. Mm-hmm. And and he's going to say, now, wait a minute, Peter. You, tonight, tonight, you're going to be like denying me three times before the uh, the crow, cro- the rooster crows. And just thinking, are you kidding me? Um, how do you love those knuckleheads? <laughs> and, and every one of them is going to run. Mm-hmm. Every one of them. He's yep. going to be alone. And uh, wow. They were knuckleheads. That's, that's the best way to describe them, for sure. But if they weren't knuckleheads, I would live my life wondering, can he love this knucklehead? Mm-hmm. You know, you and know, it, exactly. And, you know, how, how can he do it? But when you, you get a Peter, I can't wait to talk to Peter. <laughs> I mean, I, I just can't wait to hang with him. Uh, you think who you think is a better fisherman, you or Peter? Oh, that's close. It's close. <laughs> I I think I could catch more fish than him. <laughs> I don't know. He caught a. Well, I guess Jesus helped him, so he had that. Uh, that one catch and almost mm-hmm. sunk his boat. Man. Yeah, it's he just... seems to be like a one-hit wonder. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. That's funny. It's right. Oh, that's awesome. Well, before before we get started, this is I'm going to throw you off a little bit, and this is off topic, but for the mm-hmm. Masters this past Sunday, Scotty Scheffler ran away from it, and he's known, he's 25 years Did old. Did he but... run away from it or run away with it? 
With it. Did okay. I say from it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I meant with it. He ran away with it. Yes. Um, but he's 25 years old. He looks wow. like he's 45 years he old. Does. He and does. And people on tour, like, lovingly say he's the most boring person. Like, wow. He, like, acts like a dad and everything. But his interview afterwards said, who am I to say that I know what is best for my life? God is in control and the Lord is leading me. And if today is my time, then it's my time. And if I shoot 82 today, somehow I was going to use it for his glory. And so just to hear an athlete say that, you don't hear that very often. No, I love it. I mean, that's just so awesome. Mm -hmm. It really is. And he's using the platform that God's given him. He's number one player in the world right now. Mm -hmm. And he did run away with it. And uh, good good for him. Yahoo. An absolute monster. Absolute monster. (laughs) And our brother in Christ. Brother in Christ, yes. You you got to love it. We we can get back on topic now to Holy Week and uh, the entry point. Yeah, let's let's go back to Palm Sunday. And, you know, with this last week, Brooks, um, it was kind of the conclusion of our journey to the cross. You know, we started with the turning point, then the exclamation point and missing the point. And here's enter the entry point into Jerusalem. And what I wanted to focus on, I hope it worked, and I, I was the emotions of Jesus. And again, I didn't want it just to be an emotional, uh, there's so much more, but it's so revealing of, of, look at this week, look at the range of emotions, and look at this triumphal entry. Uh, look what you see. And so you see humility. I mean, here he comes riding in on a donkey. He doesn't have a huge white steed to come in and take out uh, Rome. He comes in gentle and lowly. And mm-hmm. that's just such his his MO. And look at the way he deals with the Pharisees and the religious leaders. He's bold. He's assertive. Mm-hmm. He doesn't back down. And he says some incredibly brash things like, hey, by the way, if my disciples stop singing my praises, stones are going to start singing, you know? And I mean, that was incredible. But as we talked about earlier... He's also, he also weeps. I mean, he's also tender and compassionate. And, you know, I would be weeping myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at all the things <laughs> going to happen to me. And no one's going to like me. They're all going to turn from me. And, you know, and it's going to hurt. And this is going to be so painful. But, um, again, to get a glimpse of Jesus' heart when Jerusalem comes into view, he weeps. Mm-hmm. And, and, Brooks, that's just so cool. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just like, wow. I mean, what a... What a what a tender heart for sinners. Mm-hmm. And, you know, rarely do I look at a broken society and weep. Usually mm-hmm. I look at them and get upset, like, come on, man, pull it together. Yeah. You know, you'll get your act together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or I look at them in judgment or whatever. But here, here is Jesus. And, and it's, it's like, he's the last lifeboat. He's, there's no more coming. There's mm-hmm. not, there's, it's like, you know, <laughs> you know, when you look at people and you realize, if you're not getting in this lifeboat, you're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that breaks his heart. And so, and then you see his anger, uh, and, and a bit of a volatility of, of clearing out the, the temple and getting angry that his father's house or his house was defiled. And, you know, what does that tell us about Jesus? I mean, his holy righteousness, uh, his compassion, his tenderness, his assertiveness. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. When you talk about Jesus' emotions, like 
it makes you realize the perfect life you lived. It's not just every act he did was perfect and he mm. never, you know, mm. did anything bad or anything like that. He was fully human, so he had, you know, full uh, human emotions like us, but they were completely perfect. Like, he had perfect anger and perfect bold and assertiveness and perfect uh, gentle and lowliness. It's incredible to think about. It really is. And I think that our study uh, through gentle and lowly helped me really focus mm-hmm. on that as well. It talked about his emotions. Um is he never being controlled by his emotions. I mm-hmm. believe the way the, the Con- Westminster Confession talks about God is without passion. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, and it doesn't mean that he's not passionate about things. It's like that passion doesn't become such out of control that mm-hmm. it, 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 it takes over. So, uh, yeah. It realizes how, fall, or how far you fall short of it because... He had the he had perfect anger and he knew what was right and you just think like oh he just never acted up like he never gave his parents a hard time yeah. like no every circumstance he handled perfectly yeah and what if he ever got angry at his parents <laughs> you know? cried a little bit you know yeah but, but I guess you get a glimpse into that when he was twelve and he was he stayed behind you know mm-hmm. I mean it seems like and his parents were saying how can you do this to me how to do us I mean mm-hmm. you know hey we were terrified hey didn't you know that would be my father's house come on that was, that's good good stuff absolutely um, you know it, when you think about this holy week brooks it's like uh uh you know i was driving to church on sunday um and as you know i'm 39 and so mm-hmm. i yep. was thinking you know how many more palm sundays will i have the privilege of preaching cuz everyone is every sunday is a privilege and you think okay you know, you start doing the math and the number is getting smaller. And again, I, 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 I trust it's double digit still and then some, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's the majority of my career is probably in the rear view mirror at this point. And again, I'm not that old folks and I'm not hanging up with this soon, anytime soon. Yeah. We're getting a little morbid here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But let me get to the point. The point is this, um, you know, I've been in the ministry 30 plus years and, that's a lot of Holy Weeks. And yet the story, it's its not like I got one story, oh gosh, let me figure out a way to spin this so it's interesting this year. I'm discovering every year, you know, you, you come to Holy Week and you start peeling back the layers and you start putting together the story. And it's its uh, its so deep. It's mm-hmm. so beautiful. its It's, uh, I wish I had the words to articulate it's like every year you get to describe a masterpiece that you know that you don't have the words to describe and you even know i haven't seen the whole picture i mean i haven't i haven't i don't understand the depth of this there there's layers that are just uh beyond description or right now even beyond my gray matter Mm -hmm. so you want to dive deep but you don't ever want to lose just the simple beauty of God putting on flesh to rescue us, mm-hmm. uh, and that would take a cross. Mm-hmm. And that's just talking about one week. I remember, and I don't know how long ago it was, uh, one of my friends talking to his parents, and his mom was saying, like, oh, like you can go to church, but it's more just to go because it's Sunday or whatever. Sure. Like, at this point, and he's, he was my age, he was like, you know, at this point, you've probably heard every sermon that there is. Like, you're not going to learn anything. Oh, I'm like, man. how could you even say that? I know. <laughs> 
yeah. we're talking about one week and one story, there's depths to it and peel back layers and then talk about every week something that you could retain. Well, you know, I, I know that in uh, my previous church when we had a Christian school, um, you know, there are a lot of times the students, especially in student ministry, would say, oh, I've heard it all before. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, bro, you have <laughs> no idea. You know, none of us have heard this all before. Mm-hmm. So how, how sad? Because that's a really... And if that's the truth, Brooks, I don't blame them for not wanting it. If if I have the ability to know it all, uh, mm-hmm. that's not a very cool story, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I, I I love. Um, this is going to be a terrible analogy, but I'm going for it. it. I'm going for it. But I, I do enjoy watching the Potter or the uh, the Harry Potter series or handler watching the Lord of the Rings. Let's let's make it a little bit more mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. heady, because um, I, I don't really, to be honest with you. Um, the, the story's big, you know, mm-hmm. and because it's big, you, you kind of, it's always seems every time you watch it, it's like, ah, oh, there's some freshness to this. Yep. And, you know, the story is, is big. It's, as it's it almost, can be. even with like, you know, Netflix TV shows, it's fun going back and watching it again to pick yeah. up on, like, you know, it's the main story that's going to happen, but you yeah. pick up on little things yeah. like, oh, this points to like this thing coming in two episodes. It's, it's so true. And let's, let's, let's unfold a little bit. I mean, so here you are. You're going to have the last meal uh, with your disciples. By the way, Passover meal. And by the way, Jesus is the true Passover lamb. I mean, mm-hmm. right right away, you start getting these like, wow, look, look what is colliding here. And in the middle of the meal, Jesus is going to get up and wash their feet. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, what in the world? <laughs> We're calling you Lord, Savior, Messiah. Who are you to wash our feet? And you remember Peter's like, no, Lord. Oh, no, he, he thought he was doing right. Oh, I, you, you know, you're the Lord. You're not going to wash my feet. And Jesus says, listen, Peter, if I don't do this, you know, you don't have a part of me. And, and uh, okay, Lord, give me a bath all over. He's like, <laughs> no, no, you're clean. You just need your feet here. This is like, you know, something going on. And uh, yeah, um, in that moment, the greatest teacher teaching, not just with words, but with example, you know, the, the Messiah, the Passover lamb at the table with them. Uh, taking the cup and tying it back to Jeremiah saying, hey, there was a promise of a new covenant. This is coming in my blood for the forgiveness of sins. I mean, it's so incredibly beautiful Mm -hmm. and deep. And uh, again, let's not forget those around the room, there was one who had checked out. There's one for 40 pieces of silver says, I'm betraying. Mm -hmm. And the rest of them thought they were in, especially Peter. But they didn't. They they weren't they didn't grab it yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't you know. Again, you can say, well, the Holy Spirit hadn't been poured out, and mm-hmm. you know, they had to go through this. But it is pretty amazing to see how clueless they were in that upper room. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Any any anything else for Holy Week coming up? No, I think uh, you know, honestly, folks, I'm going to say this: those who listen and blessings. Thanks for listening and journey with us. Um, hey, will you pray? Let's pray that God would be pleased to really bless King's Chapel so that the gospel is clear to our community and those who come to worship with us will be in love and in awe of Jesus and what he's done. And uh, that, you know, this will be a day that he would even draw some to himself that would realize, hey, it's not a small story. This is a big story. And it's not just a story out there. It's a story that intersects our life. And so, um, and honestly, folks, you know, when you're, when you, putting on a, an event like Easter Sunday and sunrise service and Easter egg hunt and a 
in a in a breakfast in a rented facility, it just it just makes it uh, a little bit more of a challenge. It's a beautiful challenge, but it's uh, uh, but it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Brooks. For me, it's it's uh, I better make sure I'm ready to go because when I wake up early on Sunday, it's it's go time. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes on a Sunday morning. I got an hour or two to kind of, <laughs> you know, polish some things up, but uh, not this week. No, I remember last year uh, going to it was was last year our first one in the facility because of COVID first Easter service. No, I think we had one the year before. Okay, but for whatever reason, I it was the seven a.m. service, and I got there like six six fifteen, set up the sound room, and our. Korean friends were in the middle of a service. Oh my, yeah, that's right. That's incredible, isn't it? So, uh, not it's sure it. what's going on this year with that. Yeah. Well, they uh, they will be there, I think, uh, but they will not be in fellowship halls. So we can set up that and some other things. It should be good. Perfect. So, uh, events seven p.m. Thursday night. Seven, uh, 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 so, uh, yeah, Thursday night, Monday, Thursday, seven mm-hmm. p.m., um, which will be fantastic. So come out for that. Uh, Friday, uh, Sunday morning. Um, by the way, Good Friday, our hope is to go to the, the few members that are, are shut in right now and bring them communion. And so excited for that. And then um, Sunday, uh, we will have uh, um, 7 a.m. sunrise service, uh, 8.30 to 9.15, great breakfast. and a Chicken and waffles. And chicken and waffles. Can't be better than that. And then uh, 10 o'clock, we'll have our, our Easter celebration. Lots to do. Lots to do. We'll see Yahoo, you Brooks. Yahoo. Have a good one, guys. See you guys Thursday and Sunday. Thank you for this morning. Loved it.